Welcome, you're listening to A Pop of Psych, a fun and educational podcast about the interdisciplinary applications of psychology. Hi, I'm Michelle and I will be the host for today. In the third episode of A Pop of Psych, I will be interviewing Ishita, the founder of Shattering the Stigma, in the continuation of our series on self-love in the digital age. In advance, I would like to say, please forgive the subpar audio quality. This was supposed to be recorded on a better platform, but in order to accommodate our guest technical demands, it was recorded on Zoom. But please look forward to our future episodes, which will hopefully have much better audio quality. Thank you. I'm Michelle, and I'm a rising senior from New Jersey. I'm really interested in psychology, and it's like interdisciplinary disciplinary aspects, which is why I'm doing this podcast. And I, um, for this episode, I wanted to focus on self-love in the digital age because of quarantine and all that and like how social isolation makes us have the tendency to use social media more. So I was interested in reaching out to people who did more interdisciplinary kind of psych, mental health, stuff like that. So which is why I reached out to you. So could you just introduce yourself and your organization? That would be really nice. Yeah, my name is Ashita Verma. I'm an upcoming senior in high school. And I found a project called Shattering the Stigma, which seeks to bring more awareness to how media often dramatizes mental health. So how how did you start uh, this organization as a high schooler? Yeah, so it's actually a project. We're not a formal nonprofit yet. And so this basically came into being after noticing how often the media uses mental health as a platform to try to enhance the storyline. This really bothers me because it gives so many people such wrong perceptions about mental health. And it really just helps to enunciate this giant stigma around mental health, which prevents people from speaking up and getting help. And these wrongful portrayals are really, they just they spread this stigma. And that really bothered me. And so I decided to try to do something about it. And I started off with writing blog posts to try to raise more awareness. And eventually just kind of branched out from there. I love that initiative. Do something about something you didn't like. So and so I see why you created it. And so what were some of your goals in accomplishing besides like shattering stigmas like on the surface level? What what did you want to initiate in like high school students, I suppose? Yeah, I wanted high school students first of all notice that like Everything that they see is not always true, especially with this era of fake news. I think that's kind of also become a lot more prominent. I also wanted to know, like, them to know about stuff like in the media. Like, when we see portrayals such as something like Grey's Anatomy, and we know, like, those medical-related stuff are not always accurate. But when we see a subject that we know so little about, such as mental health, being portrayed, a lot of our perceptions are like, oh, that's how it must be like. Like, oh, I don't want to be this, or this is how it's actually like, and I wish I knew people like this. This aspect where it's dramatized and romanticized is what I wanted people to know was not correct. And I also wanted people to know that it's okay to ask for help. On Saturday Signal, we also have a platform where students can share their own mental health journeys, and we also have people, like such as influencers, who come out and actually share the story. And this is actually very inspiring because not only does it show the facts, of actual mental health and how it actually affects people, but it also can inspire people to reach out and feel like they're not by themselves as isolating as mental health can feel. I, I love everything you said about that. And I really see that like, you know, when you just look at TV and like you see something wrongly portrayed, but as a younger person, you, you are more gullible to believe everything that's on TV. I think that's a great initiative. I know that. So I know it's shattering the stigma. You said you guys write blog posts. So from aside from that, what else do you guys kind of also do in order to you know further your goals and your initiative? Yeah, so we have a blog post as when we also started a new podcast, and this podcast would be professionals such as psychologists, psychiatrists, neurologists, professors, 
upcoming media stars to try to really tackle how these specific medias portray mental health. And for example, in our very first episode, we dived into the popular teenage movie The Pets of Being a Wallflower. And we did this with a popular mental health organization. And we really just dived into that portrayal saying what was accurate about it was really dramatized what viewers can take away. By dabbing with these portrayals, it really gives teens the output of what they should be learning from it. And I think that sometimes we just need somebody to separate the facts from teens so that we get a clear understanding of what we can extrapolate from this information. Yeah, I also listened to the first episode of your podcast and I really liked it because you guys like really dissected yeah you know all the movie I love I would love the movie as well so for me it was like perfect and I really liked listening to how you guys really dissected certain scenes and kind of like the dialogue and what is what is right and what is wrong so I and what is like accurate I just really enjoyed listening to the podcast so you know keep it coming and now I just kind of want to you know focus on uh, you yourself rather than your organization kind of so what have your um, experiences been so far like with shattering the stigma in demystifying you know incorrect mental health portrayals in the media what has your impact been so far yeah so we've actually had several a lot of students have reached out where like after we'll do a post we'll get a flood of dms or some several emails even even to my personal account about how much how grateful they are for this information that always just draws emotion back home of what we're trying to do and the difference we're trying to make so that's been something that always affects me, and I love sharing this with the team as well, because it's something that's great. And I've also, also, when students reach out about how they've been more comfortable with mental health, I always love hearing about their stories as well. And I think stories are just so impactful in showing what they've done. And we're also working with an app to try to incorporate, try to get kids more mental health care, so that's also very exciting that, that those are some really nice plans and I can't wait for your next you know upcoming projects and I'm so glad to hear that a lot of kids are actually reaching out to you and saying that they relate to this because it can you know be sometimes a little bit hard it's hard to find it's hard to know that someone is relating to what you're feeling and going through in terms of mental health illnesses and issues and I think your platform is doing a great job of doing that I took a look at your Instagram page it was very the infographics were very informational and I think a lot of students can definitely benefit from the information there and also relate to it and know that they're not alone. Um, so I just want to ask, since you guys kind of focus on storytelling and media and how, you know, some of the portrayals are incorrect, what are some specific incorrect portrayals that you mind that uh, you don't mind sharing in particular that you think are really, you know, I have to mention this. This is really important to talk about. Do you guys have any specific examples? So two reasons why. I think kind of see how big this issue was and like, you know, how after 13 reasons why there was how the show kind of focused on this idea of vengeance rather than healing. And I think that's one big instance where mental health was just taken as a, something to kind of make the story more interesting instead of really spreading awareness about how to ask for help, signs to know that somebody might need help. And we also see it in a lot of but like that being said, it's not like all portrayals are negative. For example, on our site, we also talked about this children's TV show called The Healing Power of the Dude. And I think that show did a great job in actually displaying how social anxiety disorder can affect different people. So it's not like all portrayals are negative towards mental health. There have been a mix. But I think just having a site that tells you what's accurate, what's not, and can sort that for you is what we're here to do. Yes, that that is. I love that goal. I'll keep doing it.
And so kind of, you know, moving on to our next segment, since this episode is focused on self-love in the digital age, I just want to also ask throughout a general question to you, can you define self-love in your own terms? What does that mean to you and, and in your experiences that you've had so far with shattering the stigma? And, you know, what role does social media also play in our digital age with regards to self-love? Self-love is taking care of yourself. It's being happy with yourself and giving time to really think, reflect, and try to be the person that you want to be. And self-love, I think we often get caught up in this idea that like self-love, self-love might be selfish, but I think it's not that. You can't love somebody else unless you love yourself first. I think that kind of embodies what self-love is. You kind of have to make sure that you're in a good place first before you reach out to anybody else, before you try to help everybody else. Like You can't pour from your own glass. It's not at least a good level of illness, if that makes sense. So that's how I would define self-love. And I think with the social media, especially on this page, quarantine and all that, it can be hard because we see these idealisms of what perfection is. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is that this is not actually reality. So for all the influencers out there who actually speak out on how, you know, they have check marks or they might not look a certain way or this look is not natural as people are claiming, I think it also inspires a lot of people to realize that it's not as superficial as you might think at the end of the day. You know, you don't have to look a certain way to be left in society. I think self-love is really, once we can love ourselves, it's key to really accepting ourselves as well. And I think that acceptance is really the core of being happy. Very well said. That was so eloquent, actually. Um, And, you know, talking about, like, you need to love yourself first before, you know, you kind of bestow that upon others and share your love for others. And I think we're doing that in the digital age is more hard for us, I guess. I think it's definitely hard for Gen Z because we're surrounded by so many media influences definitely. and so many things, you know, just this is what you should be looking like. Or, and then a few years later, down the like, no, this is a new trend. And so you're confused. You don't know how to love yourself. And so what are some of your tips, personal tips for remaining cognizant of all the unrealistic ideals in the social media platforms and just, you know, focusing on who you are and remaining aware of this, but knowing that, you know, you should still love yourself. What are some of your tips? I think, first of all, I think, one of all, I think everyone falls guilty to this, unfortunately. It's comparing yourself. I think a lot of us just want to see the person next to us, like, wow, they're doing all these great things. They look like this. And it kind of makes you want to compete with them in a way and kind of feel like they're there at that level and I'm not even there yet. I think that is very discouraging. I think it might be hard. I think you definitely need to stop comparing yourself to others. That's the first step. We need to remember we are in our own race. And after talking to mentors and older folks who have advice here, a lot of times we hear don't compare yourself because it's just, you're just destroying your own potential in a way. You're dragging yourself down when you have so much to share, so much to do. And you just have to remember that your path is not the same as anybody else's. You're on your own path and that you really have to follow your own heart and your own mind. And I also think you have to remember that you are you. I think that's something that gets said a lot, but isn't emphasized. When I say each person is unique, that kind of gets lost in normal. Like right now, I'm trying to come up with personal statements and college essays. And I was talking with a couple of friends, and we're all kind of the same boat. It's like we're all different, unique individuals. But when we come to think and reflect of ourselves, things that make us all unique, we kind of normalize them for ourselves. Like, oh, this is my day-to-day routine. There's nothing normal not but if you talk to somebody else 
you notice little differences that like make you yourself. Reflection's cute and just understanding what makes you special. And I would also say that don't spend too much time on social media. I think that to the point, even though you have a healthy mindset, it really can get toxic. And sometimes you just have to take a step back and just kind of do other things where your mind is not constantly seeing other versions of people that you can be in. I think just sometimes you just have to take a step back from it all. Maybe do something like read a book or write or something else that you enjoy. Those are like really, that's really, those are some really good tips. And I agree with all your advice regarding, you know, reducing social media usage and introspection. I also, now that I think about it, introspection is actually a pretty important part. I it never crossed my mind until you said it. But yeah, introspection is really important. Not just like love yourself, but like, you know, learn, like learn about yourself to love yourself. And I really think that's, something that's a really good takeaway to your advice um so now we're just nearing the end of our interview so just final words and you know final promo and kind of you know where can people find you and your organization yes so on instagram our insta is shadow the stigma underscore and our website is shadow the stigma dot website dot com slash projects on Spotify, you can also look up our podcast, and also there's other, it's all available on other services as well. It's called Demystifying Fictions. So check them out. We'd really love to hear your input. In this episode of A Pop of Psych, we covered some more mental health advice and self-care tips in the midst of social isolation and our tendencies to resort to social media. Unfortunately, there will be no script for this episode. However, please look forward to our future episodes and we'll be back next week with a new and exciting topic. Thank you for listening to A Pop of Psych.